Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's time to look to the Word of God. Well, tonight, the message title is The Parable of the Menah. Maybe you've never encountered this word before. You know, in the King James, it's the parable of the pounds, because it was written in Old English, and the pound is monetary value in the British system. Well, in the Greek word, there was world, there was this menah. It's transliterated M-N-A, but menah, but we often say minna. So the parable of the minna. Let's see what we can discover in the Word of God tonight. Luke 19, verse 11 to 27. Now as they heard these things, Jesus spoke another parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom would God, of God would appear immediately. You know the disciples were looking for a messianic appearance as well. Therefore he said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. The nobleman going into the far country is Jesus in his ascension. Went to the right hand of the Father, all authority and power given to him. The Bible says he's been waiting now for 2,000 years till all his enemies be made his footstool. The prophet Daniel put it this way. He said, we receive the kingdom when we come to Christ and we know Christ, but there will be a time when we will possess the kingdom. That is at the second coming. We have received a kingdom. Jesus has received the kingdom, but he will fully possess the kingdom at his second coming, which is here spoken of as his return. A certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he called ten of his servants. Good evening, servants. Delivered to them ten minas and said to them, Do business till I come. Invest, trade, be occupied in the things of the kingdom. But his citizens hated him. Servants and citizens. The citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. Those citizens were the Jewish nation that, by and large, majorly rejected Christ. And in a wider sense, it's all the, those who reject Christ throughout the world, the God-rejecting world. Those are the citizens. They said, we don't want this man reigning over us. And so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded these servants, to whom he had given the money to be called to him, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first saying, Master, your minah has earned ten minas. And he said to him, Well done, good servant, because you are faithful in a very little. Have authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Master, your minah has earned five minas. Likewise, he said to him, You also be over five cities. <clears throat> then another came, saying, Master, here is your minna, which I have kept put away in a handkerchief. For I feared you, because you are an austere man. You collect what you did not deposit and reap what you did not sow. And he said to him, Out of your own mouth I will judge you, you wicked servant. You knew that I was an austere man, collecting what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. 
Why then did you not put my money in the bank that at my coming I might have collected it with interest? And he said to those who stood by, Take the minna from him and give it to him who has ten minas. But they said to a master, he has ten minas. For I say to you that to everyone who has will be given. And from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. But bring here those enemies of mine who did not want me to reign over them and slay them before me. That's judgment day. The citizens and the servants. Now the distinguishing feature about this parable is that every person was given an equal amount. Ten servants, ten minas, to every servant the same equal amount to go to work, to occupy, to trade, to gain for the Lord. When it comes to the parable that we need to compare with this one and we often think of is the parable of the talents. When the Lord gave talents to his servants, the minas and the talents are different. With the minas, every person received the same, equal opportunity. With the talents, it was not that way. The talents were varied, different amounts to different people. Let's just pick up quickly Matthew 25, 14 to 19. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability, to the individual ability and gifting and capacity in a person. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents, and likewise he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. The parable of the talents, varied giftings and abilities. Some people have a greater several ability than others. Some people have a greater individual ability than others. When the Lord gives out talents, he does not do it equally, and we know it very well. Five talent people, two talent people, one talent people. But the amazing thing is that even if you consider yourself least a one talent person, do you know that one talent was equal to a million dollars in our day? That is a huge sum of money for anybody to begin to invest with and deal. So even if we consider our least, ourselves least, the Lord has done great things for us. Those who had five, those who had two. We know it's true in our world as we look around, people are gifted differently. There are different talents. There are different talents academically and ministerially and financially and athletically. And artistically, there are different skills and giftings. And we have to accept how the Lord has made us, who he has made us, the gifts and talents he's put in our life. Now, we got to go to work with them. We can increase them and improve them. And we should use them for the glory of God. But the talents are varied. When it comes to the minah, 
Every person got the same amount. So tonight, according to the words of Jesus, there, are, there is one area in which all of us have received an equal amount, and we are to go to work. Now the minna was equal to about three months of wages of a day laborer. We would say in our terms, 10, 12, $15,000. It's not a huge sum. It's not a million dollars like the talent. It's only a three-month wage, three months gold and silver, but it's enough to get started. And that's what the Lord wants us to understand. Now, what does the minna speak of? Everyone received 10 servants, 10 minas, to every person, one. Well, historically and in evangelical circles by commentators and preachers, they've usually lined up the minna with two things. And the first one is, the minna represents the word of God. I like that. The minna represents the word of God. All of us have been given the word of God in an equal amount. We all have equal opportunity to take the word of God and begin to trade and begin to traffic in our lives and begin to use that word so that we can begin to gain and enrich our lives. Some make a fortune dealing with the word of God in their lives. It blesses their life their family, their occupation, everything they say and touch, they are filled with the Word of God. In this life, whatever we can acquire, nothing can compare to the gain of the Word of God in our lives. And so the Bible says, Colossians 3.16, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly with all in all wisdom let the word of christ dwell in you richly we all have an equal opportunity to take this word of god and enrich our lives that it becomes the very substance in us it becomes our riches and our wealth that we know it so well that it's at our fingertips and it's written on our heart and anytime we need it it's alive it's speaking it's ministering to us all day long and we're bringing every thought into obedience into captivity to the obedience of christ we all have equal opportunity in the word of god psalm 119 162 says i rejoice at your word as one who finds great treasure great spoil I rejoice at your word. God wants us to take that minna of the word and go to work with it, learning, adding to it, increasing our lives, enriching our lives with the knowledge and the wisdom of the Lord in all areas and in all parts. Proverbs 3, 13 to 14. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding for her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. The King James Bible says, and for the merchandise of the word of God, this is the wisdom, this is the understanding of God. The merchandise, the trading of this in our lives, the working of this in our lives is better than of silver and gold and nothing can be compared to it. Tonight, Let's understand the parable of the 
Menah, that the Lord has given an equal opportunity for each of us to be totally enriched and blessed by the Word of God in our lives. That the Word of God fill us completely. That the Word of Christ would dwell in us richly. So we have to go to work in the Word. That's what he's saying. When we first start out, it's like a, you know, three months worth. It's gold, it's silver, but our understanding let's admit it, it's small when we first get saved or we first grow up in the house of God. But we say, I'm going to go to work with this, with this minna. I'm going to take the word of God and I'm going to begin to trade in this and I'm going to traffic in this and I'm going to merchandise in this and I'm going to go through it from front to back and I'm going to learn its intricacies and I'm going to find the gold and the silver and I'm going to enrich my life to the glory of God. Martin Luther said, I have done nothing, but the Word has done it all. What a testimony, not only of our enterprise, but of our own life. I have done nothing, but the Word has done it all. Now, some, the one man with the one minute, he came back with 10. The number 10 is a complete number. He came back with completeness, a full gain of the Word of God that's possible in this life a full gain. The other came back with five minas. Looks like a half gain. And I'll comment, that on, comment on that for a moment, but one disregarded the word. Bible collected dust on the shelf. Didn't go to work, word with the, go work with the word. Merchandising, trading, up and down in the word, gaining, seeking. And the Lord, was, the Lord was very angry with that servant because the Lord expects a return out of our lives. He invested much in us. Now he says, you take that word of God and you begin to merchandise and you begin to traffic in that word and bring forth a full result. Now the five men a person, you know, perhaps, perhaps it wasn't that this person simply had a half gain, that the ten men a person had a full gain and this one a half. I think it refers to the fact that not everybody has the same opportunity sometimes because in some circles and some situations, as is true historically, the revelation and the knowledge of the word of the Lord has not been as high and as had full. But even in those circumstances, some, intense after the word of God, have brought forth the ultimate that they can in their time and in their place. And they have responded to the light that they have received. And so the Lord said, well done, good and faithful servant. But my, we stand in a day, don't we, where there is a very full revelation of the Word of God and the teaching and the instruction of the Word of God in the praise and worship realms, in the charismatic realms, in the Holy Spirit realms, in the divine healing, in the gifts of the Spirit, in Christian character and dominion and many things. My, there is a full understanding and revelation of God. And so all of us, let's go to work with the Word of the Lord and bring forth gain unto the Lord. Number two, the minna represents the Holy Spirit. I like that one. I like the evangelical preachers who brought this one forth. You know, I have a third one for your consideration. Let's come by my inspiration. 
But I like this one. The minute represents the Holy Spirit because all of us has been, have been given equal opportunity to trade in the Holy Ghost. To begin to use the Holy Ghost, use him properly because he says, I want you to get gain because of who I am. Acts 2, 38 to 39, Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, the Gentiles, as many as the Lord our God shall call. The promise is to you, to your children, to all that the Lord will call. The promise of the Holy Spirit, this gift of the Holy Spirit, he's the gift. And the Lord wants us to begin to draw on the Holy Spirit, use the Holy Spirit to gain something in our lives by the Holy Spirit. Now again, when we first get saved, we are conscious of the Holy Spirit and who he is. But we, we really only have a minna. A three-month supply, as it were, of gold. It's a small amount, but it's enough to get started. And we need to take the Holy Spirit, and we begin, need to begin to merchandise and traffic with the Holy Spirit in our life and use him in a proper way so we can gain and increase our life in the kingdom and in the Spirit of God. Acts 1.8 says, But you shall receive power, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall receive power, dunamis, dynamite power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. At salvation and baptism, we receive the Holy Spirit. Every one of us, an equal opportunity. Every one of us, the Holy Spirit, in an equal amount. But we have to go to work with the Holy Spirit to bring gain, to bring increase in our lives. Moral power, ye shall receive power. What kind of power? Moral power. To live a sanctified life. To live a holy life. To begin to clean up the dark areas of our mind and our speech and our thinking. And we go to work with the power of the Holy Spirit to clean up our life and to begin to grow into greater Christ-likeness, purging the old and bringing forth the new life of Christ. Ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Miraculous power for signs and wonders and for the gifts of the Spirit to see the wonder-working power of God begin to flow through our lives and begin to chart our world and bring us into inheritance and into the destiny God has for us. And so we call on the Holy Spirit. John 14, 16. Jesus said, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. KJV says comforter, a helper that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will not leave you fatherless. I will come to you, Jesus said, by the Holy Spirit. John 16, verse 7. 
Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Jesus could only be at one place at one time. But he said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to be with you. Because we're the same by the Holy Spirit in every person at all times. Verse 13, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will guide you out into your future. He will speak to you and show you the way of life. Now the word helper is the word in the Greek, parakletos, anglicized we say the paraclete. It can be translated, this is the Holy Spirit, given to each of us equally. Ten servants, ten minas, to every servant a mina. To every person here tonight, the Holy Spirit in equal proportion to begin to use and gain and increase. The Holy Spirit is the comforter helper, advocate, defender, strengthener, consoler, friend, counselor, pleader, intercessor, standby, teacher, representative, anointing. Well, let's just keep that list up for a moment. And let's start trading. Let's start trafficking in the Holy Spirit. I need to gain. The Holy Spirit's been given to me. A minna, that's all, but I don't want to stay with that. I want to gain the Holy Spirit in my life. I want to increase the Holy Spirit in my life. Do you need someone to help you understand the Word of God? Take the Holy Spirit. He's the teacher. Say, Holy Spirit, open my eyes. Anoint my eyes that I can see. Give me understanding of your word. Let your word burn in my heart. Are you weak in your prayer life? Don't know how to pray? Kind of stumble along, get distracted? An hour of prayer, but you really prayed seven minutes? Just putting in time, don't know how to pray? Call on the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Come and be my intercessor. Come and begin to groan through me. Come to begin and plead in me. Take hold of the promises of God and let them burn in my heart. And I call them down into my life. Holy Spirit, teach me to pray. Are you sorrowful? Broken down? Disappointed in life? Take the Holy Spirit as your comforter, as your consoler. Say, Holy Spirit, no matter what I've gone through and what I'm going through right now, you know my heart is aching and my heart is breaking. You know the hurt that's down inside of me. Holy Spirit, you are the comforter. I'm going to begin to, I'm going to take you. I'm going to begin to traffic in you. I'm going to begin to use you until you heal my broken heart and lift me out of this. Do you feel weak and powerless? Easily defeated? Moods come on you during the day, kind of up and down. Call on the Holy Spirit. He's the strengthener. 
Say, Holy Spirit, I need to be strong in you and in the power of your might. Holy Spirit, I'm going to begin to use you. Holy Spirit, come on, strengthen me, pour into my life, build me up, encourage me. Take hold of the Holy Spirit. Begin to trade in the Holy Spirit until you walk a victorious life and you know how to overcome battles and temptations and trials. Holy Spirit is for us. We all need help in the circumstances of life, in the decisions of life. We don't know what to do a lot of times. We could go five or six decisions or directions. Take the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, you are my counselor. You are my counselor. Now come and counsel me. I'm going to begin to pray. Holy Spirit, begin to clarify in my heart. Begin to show me the direction I should take and the decisions I should make. Take the Holy Spirit and traffic in the Holy Ghost. If you're lonely, say, my, you know, people have walked out on me. Relationships have broken. I'm, I feel so all alone so many times. <clears throat> Maybe you cry tears of loneliness. There's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother, and that is the Holy Spirit. You say, Holy Spirit, you are my best friend, and I'm going to develop a relationship with you that is so strong and powerful and sure, and I will know you as my constant companion. Hallelujah. The minna represents the Holy Spirit. Let's go to work with the Holy Spirit in our life. Let's go to work with his strengthening, with his counsel, with his friendship, with his comfort, with his help, with his truth. Take the Holy Spirit and begin to trade in a righteous way. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Holy Ghost, I need your power in my life. I'm asking for your power. I'm asking for your strength. Do you need healing? Maybe you're kind of sickly and infirm. The Bible says the Holy Spirit wants to quicken our mortal bodies. And so we take our sicknesses and infirmities into the presence of God and we begin to pray, Holy Spirit, show me show me. They shall lay hands on the sick and recover. Holy Spirit, begin to work in my life so I can break this ailment, so I can break this sickness in my life. Show me the cure. Show me what I should do. There may be some practical and natural things. There may be some spiritual decisions you have to make in your life. There may be gifts of healing and working of miracles that will come. You present yourself before the Lord and say, Holy Spirit, you are the healer. You're the strengther of my life and body. And let the Holy Spirit lead you through. I will never leave you or forsake you, Jesus said. I will never leave you orphans. I will come to you in the person of the Holy Spirit. Let's draw on the Holy Spirit. Let's let him lift us up until we can live a life of victory and strength. Well, let's come to number three. I'll venture this tonight. Number three, the minna represents the capacity in every believer to perfect spiritual life in this world. 
the spiritual capacity of every in every believer to perfect spiritual life this side of heaven every one of us has an equal opportunity to fully surrender our lives to the Lord no person has an advantage over another we all have equal opportunity to live our lives out fully for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ what an opportunity each one of us can love the Lord our God with all our heart soul mind and strength holding nothing back Jesus I want to serve you with everything in me I give my life to you I give my being to you Lord to follow you with all my heart every person has that minna and we can increase it or we can bury it and go on in our own life saved sure you're a servant saved but the one of the great regrets of that servant who had the one minna and didn't do anything with it buried it can you imagine the regret when the Lord returned and there was an opportunity lost he had a life to live and trade in the word and in giving his life to God and in the Holy Spirit and he did nothing with it he wasn't slain like the citizens who said we don't want God to reign over us but what a life of regret and the displeasure of the Lord we all have equal opportunity to serve the Lord fully Colossians 1:10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord fully pleasing him being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God when we get saved we get the minna it's kind of a small amount we've surrendered but we don't really know the full capacity of what that means it's a minna but it's enough to get started and go to work and bring increase Colossians 1 28 him we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus that's what the Bible says and I don't like to mess with that word that's what the Bible says to present every man perfect in Christ Jesus he's not talking about sinless perfection obviously because we will always deal with the flesh this side of the resurrection we will all deal with battles and overcoming things and bringing thoughts into captivity and guarding our life but there is a perfection in the Lord it speaks of a person that's mature a person that has grown a person that has come to full age as the Bible says that we are to prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God every stage of our life is perfect as we grow in God but we know that true perfection is in maturity the Bible talks about the blade that comes out of the ground the seed is planted the blade comes out then it's the stalk grows and the the head of the grain is formed and then it says the full ripened head in the stalk 30 60 100 fold children young men fathers now at every stage you could say the person is perfect or the stage is perfect and it is a shoot coming out of the ground it's perfect 
but it's not perfect as it will one day be. Children, young men, fathers, children are, you know, they're beautiful and really they are perfect in their development, but they can't stay there. They need to grow and mature. And so it is with us in Christ that we grow up into what the Bible says is that maturity. It's a life that is holy, a life that is separated to God, fully to him. Colossians 4.12 says, Epiphras, who is one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Hallelujah. Always praying fervently for you. It sure looks like if there isn't fervent prayer on our lives and for our lives, we're not going to stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. We need deep Holy Ghost praying in our lives and in our families. We need deep Holy Ghost praying in the churches for the people to stand perfect and complete. The word perfect is the word teleos. It means fully grown. Come to an end. Finished. A life that has served the Lord fully, called on the Lord, and now stands finished. And it says perfect and complete. The word complete means abounding. Filling up to the brim. Filling to the full. That's what God has in mind for us. Stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Matthew 5, 48. Therefore, Jesus said these words. He said, you shall be perfect even or just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Wow, Lord. You really believe in this for us. He said, this is my will for you. That you stand perfect, even as the Father in heaven is perfect. A spirit that's pure, a mind that's pure, a life that's purposed in God, a holy, righteous being that walks with God and in communion and fellowship with God. Colossians 3.14, But above all these things put on love, agape, which is the bond of perfection. Agape love. Self-forgetting self-sacrificing, giving, supporting, loyal love. The Bible says that's the bond of perfection. Be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. And so we go on and we say, Lord, I want to serve you fully. I give my life to you. I want nothing held back. Now you go to work on me and refine me and lead me by the Holy Spirit. And I want to grow into a fully mature Christian in my lifetime in this world. I want to put on Christ-likeness in every area of my life. 2 Corinthians 7.1 says, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit that is inwardly and outwardly, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Every one of us has the same opportunity to perfect spiritual life this side of heaven. So let's begin to trade and traffic with the Lord and his word and companionship and counsel. You know, every one of us has equal opportunity to spend hours in prayer before the Lord. 
Every one of us, equal opportunity to commune with the Lord and find companionship and find relationship with him and to grow, to grow that increase in our lives. There's a song that says, there is no greater call than giving you my all. I lay it all down, I lay it all down. Well, let's have the worship department come, worship team. And I want to close with this quote by Watchman Nee. We've used it before in the church, but how beautiful is this? Today, even amongst Christians, there can be found much of that spirit that wants to give as little as possible to the Lord and yet to get as much as possible from him. The prevailing thought today is of being used as though that were the one thing that mattered. That my little rubber band should be stretched to the very limit seems all important. But this is not the Lord's mind. The Lord wants us to be used, yes, but what he is after is that we pour all we have ourselves to him. And if that be all, that is enough to give ourselves fully to the Lord, all of us with equal opportunity to live a life that is fully surrendered to the Lord. And the Lord does give to his servants the minna. The Lord has come the day we got saved, the day we accepted the Lord. He's come with that opportunity. And he says, I want you to use it. Maybe you're here tonight and you're not trafficking in the word of God or in the Holy Spirit just kind of going about life and depending on natural strength and natural circumstances. Perhaps you haven't really said to the Lord for a long time, Lord, I am yours completely. I want to serve you with all my heart. Then tonight you say that to the Lord and you yield your life and give yourself to the Lord and begin to amass some wealth. Increase your riches in the kingdom. Because everything in this life will one day fall to the side and be totally and forever forgotten. But the one thing, the increase of the Word in us, the increase of the Holy Spirit, the increase of our relationship with the Lord, that spiritual capacity, that will take us on to eternity and bring us into the commendation and into the joy of the Lord. Let's stand together tonight. Let's offer ourselves to the Lord. Lord, everything. I give it all. I take you, Holy Spirit, as my comforter, as my counselor, as my strengthener, as my pleader, as my representative, as my teacher. I take you, Holy Spirit, in every area of my life to be my defender, to walk with me, to be my friend. We sit under the teaching and preaching of the word. We take the nuggets. We note things in our bible we highlight scriptures we're we're trafficking in the word we're trying to increase we're enriching ourselves in the lord hallelujah what a beautiful opportunity think of it what an opportunity what a gift every one of us has been given that we can serve the lord this side of eternity and come into a full reward so let's bless the Lord tonight. Hallelujah.